0: What's up, guys? It's your boy, Johnny Bananas, and I'll be covering all the treachery, deceit, backstabbing, and murder from Season 2 of The Traitors US on my podcast, Death, Taxes, and Bananas. I'll be joined all season by my fellow castmates to swap stories, provide all the -the behind-the-scenes antics, and sordid details from filming. So, sally forth and join me for Season 2 of The Traitors every Saturday on the Ringer Reality TV podcast feed. Hey,
1: hey, my Eagle enthusiasts, this is Fairway and presented by FanDuel. Elevated events, majors, and more are coming up, and FanDuel is here to help you line up a win during the PGA Tour season. Check out live PGA Tour bets, like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better And more, plus track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit the theringer.com slash RG.
0: This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire, you're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com.
1: Hello, friends, welcome to this golf podcast, unlike any other. Oh, yes, my friends, I'm home. I'm broadcasting from my backyard here at Pebble Beach. This is Fairway Rollin', a golf podcast on the Rigger Podcast Network, and I am your starter, Joe House, doing a horrendous version of a gym dance lead-in, but that's kind of what we do here on this golf podcast. I'm joined by my incomparable accomplice, our PGA Tour correspondent, boots on the Ground. He was there at Tory for three of the past four rounds. Nathan Hubbard, the two of us are off and running in this upcoming no-cut, no-celebrity event. Let's get going, my birdie buddies. Pegs are in the ground.
2: Nate Dog, Putain de merde. A Frenchman has won. <laughs> I don't know what that... What did you say? I, I said a bad word in French, but uh, I mean, uh, Martin Traynor should have won as a Frenchman, but he switched he flags. He, yeah, wasn't he wasn't French. He was French then. No, he's, he was like Rory Sabatini, just moving <laughs> all around the world.
1: Trainer wants to be on the Olymp- French Olympic team? Is that what we think? Uh, who knows? It what I matter. know
2: is that Boy, we got a lot of long shots winning PGA Tour events at the first part of this season, and this was one where there were some legit players in this field who maybe had a moment, had an opportunity, but boy, the the takeaway, and we have to think about it as we approach this week at Pebble, Poe really is the great neutralizer. (laughs) Equalizer, yes, that's right. I I meant to say neutralizer because just, it is, these greens are not easy to putt. I mean, I... Th- you know who agrees with you. <laughs> Tell me. L- Ludwig. Ludwig Obert. Well, I mean, you know who else agrees? I mean, listen, Mark Hubbard was first on approach all week. Yes. Okay? He uh, He flushed the ball. He was, I'm not even going to give you the statistics between 5 and 10 feet, but he finished seven under and he missed enough putts that he could have finished 17 under. But for all of that putting, I don't really feel that badly about it because he was 65th in putting on the week. But guess who was worse? Keegan Bradley was worse at 67. Patrick Cantlay was worse at 75th. Xander Shoffley was worse at 73rd. Tony Finau was worse at seventy six. I mean... The best guys, on Matsuyama, no surprise, at 74th, the best guys on this course, a lot of them really struggled on the Poet, and it made for a weird tournament. It made for a weird leaderboard, and yet some really interesting storylines, House. We had the Euros at the top. We had Hogard knocking at the door. We had Aubert not far behind. And so these themes that we've had at the end of the fall and the start of this season of, hey, it's time for a guy like Xander, who T9'd here in spite of being 73rd in putting, watch out. It's time to see some of the, some of the big dogs step up who haven't won majors. There is also a youth movement that we're seeing percolate through here. And then the story of the mules, the much maligned mules, who everybody thought were gone, also fighting and coming back as, as underdogs. And then the last point is these new pathways that the tour has made for people to come directly on have resulted in a bunch of wins. We had, we, we had the amateur last week, Nick Dunlap, with, with the sponsor invite. Boom, he's on the tour now with the win. They expanded the number of guys who get in from the DP World Tour, and guess what? The last guy to qualify just won another event. You got the collegiates who are coming up, and here's Aubert now qualifying and and basically a guaranteed top 10. So it's a very interesting, if you really pay attention and get down into the microscope, each of these tournaments is teaching us a lot about what's to come with the future of golf this season, House.
1: Well, I think the takeaway for me is, is, is chaos because look at the top uh, of this leaderboard. I mean, there was no... Uh, Nobody had the Pavon, Hogard, Lashley, Jake Knapp, Stephen Yeager top five. I, no, I, I don't think nobody had <laughs> that one on there on their card. Now look what we did have. You start at T six. We talked about Kevin Yu on this podcast with Jason Sobel last week. We talked about Tony Fee now on this podcast last week. We talked about Xander Shopley on this. Like we weren't going out on a limb, and all these guys finished top ten. Taylor Pendrith was a good call. We were looking for this combination of guys who have experience at this venue. Max finished T-13. Very nice way
2: to acquit. Max, I thought, was going to make a run there, House. I mean, I I talked to Joe after the round. He said he was hitting it good, and he was four under through six at nine under, and and you were looking at the board going, nobody's running away with this. You could have seen Max putting together three or four more, putting pressure on guys and grabbing that tournament.
1: Super duper psyched to see Will Zalatoris finish yes. T13, right? Like, yes. you know, we wondered how long the uh rehab session's going to go. I think we have our answer cuz yeah. that is a big boy venue and and if he's, you know, if he can physically make it through uh, you know, 4 days at at, at Torrey, I think that portends it, it well. does.
2: It does and, and when the putting numbers are better than the approach numbers, you know he's going to get the swing to the right place. It's nice to see a putting stroke out there that feels like it's getting more consistent.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, Pavon won because he was fifth in strokes game putting and third in strokes gained approach and first in strokes gained overall. Um, nice, nice combination. And and what we are impressed by, he took the adversity of the unforced error, the bogey on seventeen, a missed uh, three footer, and then had a very honestly hard run. To 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 birdie eighteen, uh, he had to chop out of the rough. Now there is some footage out there, a tiny bit of golf controversy on golf Twitter. Nah. It, it, there, I know, I, I'm in the same boat. There's no like clear visual that he was out like tra- tra- tromping on the grass behind the ball. No. It does, you know, there's a there's a intimation that he did that, but whatever. He hit, he chopped out of the ha- the cabbage. It got knocked at the eight feet and knocked in the putt and won the golf tournament. So great yeah. job by him.
2: It was a weird, it was a weird Tory day in, in, in that it actually played slightly under par and none of the guys who started with the lead really wanted to run away with it. It felt for a moment like Tony or Xander or Max, maybe even Ober could run away with it, but they, they just faded. I mean, I, look, the Pamo win is, is great. C- congrats. You get your flowers. It does, it, it, I still look further down the leaderboard and say, Nikolai Hogard, it, it, he and his brother, right? Both finished yeah. runner-up this week. Yeah. He's younger than Aubert. I still think, as I watch them play, Aubert is just like golf perfection, man. He right. just, right now, I, 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 he struggled on the, on the greens, too. Everything else was just, he's, he's an incredible-looking golfer. And it, it seems like he's only getting stronger. So it it really to me was was more interesting to this youth movement. I felt bad for St- for Stephen Yeager just because he's been out there for so long, and you know it looked in the first nine holes like he was holding on pretty tightly to that tournament. But you just can't replicate the back nine pressure and the back nine at Torrey is it's a t- it's tough, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, how did the golf course look on television? I, I heard the CBS broadcast was was actually great. I know they picked up a couple of guys pissing off to the side, uh but well, that's the nice it, thing
1: about the drones, right the, yeah you, you, you capture the golf course and and all kinds of angles that people aren't expecting
2: yeah well it it, it looked beautiful out there, and I have to say how first of all, man, there are some good looking people in San Diego. I forget that every year I go down there and <laughs> It it feels like a big tournament. If you go to Amex, you know, the cra- there's no crowd there. In Hawaii, yeah. there's no crowd there. So this is the first one of the year that really feels like a real tournament. And people come out, and there are young people on the grounds, and everybody's looking good, and the weather was sunny. And, yeah, it, it felt like a bigger golf tournament, even though... It was missing a few of the usual suspects: without Scheffler, without Thomas, without Spieth, a couple others who decided to sit this one out. This one gave me a little bit more hope for, in spite of a diluted field, that we're still going to have interesting Sundays.
1: How did it look? Yeah, well, I, you know, there is um, a, a recurring, ongoing complaint about Tory and how it tends to look get redundant, especially on the back that it's hard to distinguish holes. Now, I will say I um, have been a, an admirer of the deployment of the drones by CBS, uh, and there were moments where they took the drone and put it behind the t box and uh-huh. let you see the shape of the hole a little bit. So that was a distinguishing um, factor that was nice. They also uh, give you a little bit of a sense. You finally get to feel, and this is you know part of the ongoing celebration uh if i'm going to be nice to cbs of them creating depth right you can start to feel um the elevation changes
2: well that's so, what it needs because yeah. that back nine at tory actually has it i mean the 13th hole has a lot of elevation 11 down it, a lot of elevation uh and you know even coming back as you sort of creep your way back up towards 18 there's there's plenty in it but it does require the contours to get it. Look, I, I think nine is a boring hole. It's just dead straight. It's a little bit of an angle. Ten, kind of equally the same. So I, I don't know that there's much you can do, cameras or not, to capture that. But y- you have this backdrop of the ocean everywhere. You've got the entire United States Naval Air Force flying over you. So there's these cool planes, and it's just it's fun, man. It is a great on-site, in-person event and uh but it did sound like i don't know cbs still has sounds like they're still surfacing some data this week i saw a few things online about some of the graphics that they did that got sort of next layer of the onion about what scoring average was if you were in the right rough left rough center rough and by the way the rough was real i mean there were multiple times where speaking of technology where we got the volunteers they're so well intentioned on site But, man, they lose balls all the time. (laughs) We got a lot of that. There were guys hitting balls off the tees that the spotters had no idea. On 13, there's a guy with paddles who's supposed to be at the top of the hill before it goes down, who tells the guys down in the valley where the balls are. Routinely, they were losing balls on that hole because the guy with the paddles wasn't direct. Right. If we can put lasers on the green to measure the exact distance between the ball and the hole for shot length, we've got to be able to track these balls. There's got to be some technology to help do this. There were a couple guys who got the shaft.
1: Yeah, that's that's for sure uh, the the case. Um, I will say the other aspect to the tech uh, golf tech is sponsoring you know this uh, data point the way the body mechanics uh, move with a swing, which is a little I'm not given golf tech. Uh, a free plug. I'm just saying Um, though the sponsor. Immelman did a good job of like some of that swing stuff in that context. So, okay. Yeah. You know, hope, hope, hope uh, with the CBS folks in charge um, continues and we're going to have them running it back with pebble this upcoming week, but you know, hopefully a fresh version of what I, I will say to me um, had grown a little bit stale. But we will get to the 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 pebble breakdown in a moment. We want to congrat uh extend congrats to Nelly Corda for holding off uh Lydia Co. in crazy uh, last Florida. couple of holes. yes I, amazing. I mean thanks to
2: Twitter, I, I jumped over during the games just to try to catch the end. I mean she was I mean she was just dead in the water on the back until she went Eagle birdie to force the playoff and man they had champagne and roses for Lydia Coe. Can you help me understand the Hall of Fame criteria? It sounds like it's hard as heck to get in.
1: Well, isn't it like 20 wins? What's yeah. is there some minimum win requirement, but if you get there, you can be a young player like Lydia Coe and be in. Yeah. It's Just, pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, she she was right she was on the precipice of winning the first two events of the lpga uh tour and um you know nelly after her performance um at the end of 2022 2023 was probably not up to her standard so good to see her her and and lydia co are playing the best so it's it's you know good start to the season for the lpga
2: more nelly uh, we more need nelly. we need a star in nelly and good to see her back as you said
1: Yes. All right. Let's get to, we need a name for this segment. We're, we're, I'm sticking with news of the week, but we need a terrible golf pun for this. So maybe when the Eagle enthusiasts can text, uh, I mean, uh, uh, fire it up on the X machine, send me and Nate some suggestions for the, for the proper name of this segment. Yeah. I mean, you know, the scorecard that's boring. The T sheet that's boring. I'd like to do something with balls as usual, but I haven't, I haven't got there yet. Anyway, Some news of the week, Nate Dogg, Uh, the big news at the end of last week that had all of golf, uh, Twitter and folks of a certain demographic, certain age range flummoxed and all excited. Yes. Uh, Anthony Kim of Ryder Cup fame, Ryder Cup Valhalla fame is intending to come back to professional golf. He hasn't played in 12 years. There is the legend of Anthony Kim that um, has an element relating to injury and an insurance policy and a prohibition against him playing professional golf because of that insurance policy, the requirements of that. And we must be close enough to the end of that policy or whatever the payoff is now that he wants to get back into professional golf. It is a good time to get back into professional golf if you can be competitive at all or just get somebody to sign you to a deal because there's never been more money in professional golf than right now, Nate Dog,
2: Very clearly. I think, House, you and I may have had some sense about this. It appears that there are some negotiations that have been happening between AK and Live or the tour, and you might suspect that somebody who was on the losing end of those negotiations decided to leak it based on the way that it came out. It appears to us that he's still got some work to do to get himself physically to where he would want to be to be competitive, but, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see about that. The question I have for you, House, is do, do you think he's ready? Like, should he come back right now? I mean, this is like Bigfoot walking out of the woods, and I feel like maybe we need to clean him up and give him a little bit of a haircut and... You know, make sure that but before we put him out in, in, in front of everybody, can we take a little more time to get ready? How how do you feel? Do you just want to see him come back? Like, is it realistic that he's just going to get out there with Ludwig and Nikolai and just start flushing it at almost 40 years old? I mean, definitely not. He's, he's 38. And,
1: you know, I, I, I guess the, you know, we're at the point in the news cycle where all the skeptics come out and say, if you look at where he was, where his game was at the time of his exit from the game, he was a nice player. He had, you know, a few wins under his belt. The legend really was a combination of his, his backstory, his swagger, the Nike, the way that, that tiger kind of blessed him. Right. Um, tiger went out of his way to ID, uh, AK as, as a, you know incandescent talent we knew something about in terms of his backstory um his relationship with his father and a motivating factor we knew about his demons you know his his uh it, it is part of of you know his, his rise um meteoric rise to to the top of golf um that there were some demons that he was fighting now you know he's not ready to play professional golf it may not matter if what he wants to do is is get this tune up, get this uh, um, rearrival under his belt by way of live, because all that live, it would it would he would immediately become the most interesting character on the live TV show, right?
2: Yeah, it's not going to be Terrell Hatton, but the, although he is interesting to watch, uh, I just feel like maybe. The leak sucks because it's not the way that we wanted him to come out of the woods, is it? We kind of wanted to hear from him directly instead of uh, golf.com, right? Or whatever well, it was. Maybe, he, he's, maybe that's in the offing. Why, why can't he still come out and speak when he's ready? Well, I think that that is what you and I would like to see him do, is to come out and speak when he's ready, tell the story, take the time that he needs to get the game into a place Because if he comes out, I mean, you just said it, with the swagger and the previous anointment, he comes out and shoots, you know... shoots, hundred. Yeah, shoots shoots 80. Uh, It's not going to... It's going to sort of deflate the story, isn't it? So if I'm him, let's put it this way. If I'm him, uh, I capitalize on the legend first, and then I reinsert myself back into one of the two tours depending on how much money I need... And how much patience I have and the actual status of my game. I mean, listen, if my game isn't great, you know where to go. You go to the place that nobody's watching right now. But uh, it also appears that, you know, that there there's a deal that's imminent. And so uh, all of the guys may have a chance to to play together at some point here in the near future.
1: Yeah, if if whatever is driving him for this comeback in a perfect world did not have a... Sort of uh, dollar sign associated with it, right. attached to it. The way that I would prefer him to live his life and make his return to golf would be to take this year um and you know very carefully document his comeback and right. put it into a, a a sensational documentary and and I'd be very interested in, in in watching that, hearing about you know what he's been doing the last twelve years. We know that he has uh, a wife and a child. So right. there is, there is, you know, the maturation, the growing up of Anthony Kim. Um, we know that he continued to, to to have to deal with his demons, but I don't um, think
2: everybody knows what those demons fully are, and and I think that's not. that's a story that's going to explain a lot of his life, and I hope that he, to your point, takes the time to tell it because if he never swings another club, he'll still be a revered figure, and I think when you understand more about his background. It, it helps to round out the narrative and in a lot of ways increases the legend.
1: But what would really, really, really help the legend is for him to be good at golf again. Yes. So coming out and being terrible would not, doesn't really help him. There's a one-time sort of upfront payday for, for returning, but the sustainability of it depends on not sucking. So we're hopeful that, that he doesn't suck, but we'll see how it goes. Take the time, take the time, build the brand slowly. Um. A guy, who I don't know. Do you want to say he built the built the brand slowly? Terrell Hatton, who is rumored to be, he's been rumored to be going to live for. No, since the beginning. Since the beginning. Uh, yeah, I mean, let, seems look. like it's finally going to happen.
2: Yes, he was extremely close originally. He was. Uh, I think that he had intended to go. He, he, uh, and uh, when the Phil stuff went really south. Around live early on, they clearly backed off because I think from an image perspective, it wasn't clear exactly what's going on. But at this point in time, I, I say the same thing about Hatton that I say about Rom, which is it's a little bit weird that he made. Yeah, you know, the telltale sign that somebody's going to live is when they say they're happy on the PGA Tour for now, right? I mean, <laughs> it, it's just it's just unbelievable, and it you know as a guy who has always spoken the truth and candidly built up a brand amongst the casual golf fan for speaking the truth, even if the truth is I suck, fuck, fuck, fuck. It it, it will be interesting to hear him actually speak to his reasons for going because, uh, you know, Harold Varner was fairly honest with us uh, that this was a financial decision for him. A number of other players who went, seemed to use the grow the game commentary, which suggested they'd been given some talking points. Terrell Hatton's going to have a hard time selling anything other than, I don't know what's going to happen with the two tours, but right now I got a $30 million offer. I pass or more. I passed on something a while ago. Here's my chance to grab money, and I think realistically, because Rom went, it put the nail in the coffin of there being a relationship between these two tours in the future if not fully together because of the DOJ. So I'm going to take the money while the getting's good and figure out my future later. It's kind of hard to blame him for that house. Yeah, this
1: is a question that I'll I'll put to you if you're like him. There are only a handful of of guys that fit this sort of class, which is to say if you know that you are in the majors for the next, you know, handful of years and you're in all of them or nearly all of them because of your Yeah, he's 16th
2: in the world. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you're the the time it will take for that to roll off, and if he performs well in the majors, that will that will slow down um, how long it rolls off. Why wouldn't you go take that money right now, especially if the you know sort of prevailing common wisdom, as we sort of approach this holy moment between the tours, is they will be rejoined and there will be a mechanism. By which guys on the Live Tour can be competing in PGA tour events again, sometime on the near enough t- time horizon, sometime 24 months, a- as the, like the outside, uh, yeah, you know, time horizon.
2: What, 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 why wouldn't you do that? I, I think that's exactly right. A- and that moves us to the, to the news that Bob Herrig sent around and that sort of has been percolating, which is that this deal is close. I, I believe we're going to hear something. Uh, this week about this deal, there's just too much smoke for there not to be fire. And the question you
1: say this deal, because there has been some reports today about there being the shape of a deal with the U S investment team, but you're talking about a co-joining a deal
2: between the U S and the Saudis. I I don't, I don't think or and the Saudis. Correct. I, I think you may, these things may come in a few stages. But I think it is impossible for uh, me to see a world in which uh, they don't uh, do—the jet tracking has shown that the parties have been meeting. It's impossible for me to envision a world in which they don't bring these things together, take some PIF investment, keep a U.S. investor as the larger investor, again, for the DOJ purposes, and then with peace in the realm— start to work out ways for these guys to come back together and play. I, I don't think it's going to take past this season for those cross pollination opportunities to happen precisely because a ton of money has been paid out to golfers who are going to go play on live that nobody's going to watch, uh, because the product just has not sold itself. And so I, I think above all else, it is time for golf. It's just not a big enough sport house the, 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 Playoff games last week did a hundred times, literally a hundred times the viewers of the final round of the Amex, which uh, did more viewers than the previous year when John Rahm in the final round came to win. So it just tells you individual guys in this day and age so far are not moving the needle. It's about the product. And I think all the parties understand that. And I do think, it is not a coincidence that the directors, the player council directors, Webb Simpson, Simpson, Pierre Malnati, Adam Scott, got sponsor exemptions into the tournament this week. I think A lot of people have noticed that. And I think if you had something to declare publicly, who would you want to make sure was on site at your signature event at Pebble Beach with all the celebrities uh, in an off football week, Who would you want to make sure was there to speak to it? I think you probably would want the directors from your player council. Again, I am just connecting dots based on this public stories that are out there. But for a while, it was, hey, why? It's weird that these guys all got invites. Mav McNeely, we get. He's on a major medical. His dad's there. He's played well at Pebble. Almost won it. Okay. But why these three guys? And I, I think there's your answer. I think probably... There's going to be some news for these guys to speak to this week.
1: And that goes right to the, you know, the the beauty of the timing, which is every one of the eligible guys from the uh, PGA Tour based on, you know, the, the ranking system are playing at Pebble, including Rory. So if Yay. you want those guys uh if you if you you have everybody you have the assembled audience you can put everybody into a room and they're like guys here's what's going on or you know they we they can be doing emissary work they can be going around here's the 20 guys you're gonna talk to here's the 20 guys because cantley is there already he didn't need an exemption uh so he's on this council so those four guys can divvy up who they're gonna go tell the tales to and you know everybody will be looped in no surprises this time around Nate dog we're not gonna you know, Hi- hijack the tour from the tour players this time around.
2: No, by but I, golly! But I can tell you, it's Monday afternoon as we're recording this. Uh, the sixty-fourth player on the list uh, doesn't know anything, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you that unequivocally. So there's there's still some communication if it's going to happen that, that that has to come out. And look, like, the tour's in a tough spot. I mean, you tell a hundred and whatever guys, and stuff just naturally is going to leak out. So, uh, I don't, I don't fault them for keeping cards close to the vest. I think they've been a little bit more communicative and inclusive, but I do think, uh, there's a hell of a lot of smoke, which suggests there's some fire. And I think we're going to get some news this week. And, and listen, our hope as, as we have communicated broadly here is you just, you got to put the best guys in the world, in the world on the same course as often as you can for it to matter. There's just not a broad enough appeal. What is fun about golf right now is that a lot of guys can win and you got a lot of interesting stories. You got long shots in Grayson and, and comeback guys in Grayson and Murray and Chris Kirk. You got the young guys in Nikolai Hogard and Ludwig O'Bear. You got your traditional stars in Scotty and the rest who all have some flaws. There is no Tiger Woods in that makes for a heck of a lot of competition. Certainly more competition than F1's getting with Verstappen winning every tournament, right?
1: Well, uh, it depends on your 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 point of view. I mean fair it's, enough. It's also there's a niche sport element to it. You know, Mathieu Pavon could walk in. He honestly could come to my door right now with my DoorDash order. No idea. And right, no idea. I mean I know, oh this is a nice French gentleman.
2: No idea, um, but whatever they do, House, they got to get better at telling the stories of these guys. And and the, the way that they do that, they've got to learn from the Netflix situation. They've got to figure out ways to tell a broader set of stories than just the first five, ten top guys in the world because it appears, at least early in this season, that we've got a lot of parody across golf and that those five, six guys are, are not going to be winning every golf tournament.
0: Right now download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com/ringer that is netsuite.com/ringer. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kids' education? Luckily Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and empower what's next. Start today at empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.
2: There's
1: a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EB. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com prologue to learn more. Well, this would be a great uh, opportunity for some chalk to show up. And we are at Pebble Beach this coming week it is a no cut event the first of its kind in yeah. this new signature series signature event you know approach it, right it, yeah
2: and i w- i will say the subject of a lot of chatter this week was will the tours forecast of the churn that's going to happen in the top 50 which was 40% they they expected we're going to churn out will those actually come to fruition because a lot of grumbling right now that if you really do the math, that the elevated points for these signature events are pretty high and a, a top uh, 25 at, at a signature event is as good or better than a top six at a normal event and that there's going to be uh, the numbers... You know, We're going to know more in a few weeks once we get through a couple of these events, but that, that tour projection about the amount of churn and the opportunity for other guys to move up is is in is in question right now at least in some sections of the locker room that said when you look at the winners it sure suggests as Rory said to Grayson play better and guess what Grayson did it Grayson is in all these tournaments Grayson is now on the player advisory council all of a sudden so you know th- there are pathways to stay relevant and to go earn it, but you got to go earn it house.
1: Well, or not because here's who we're being deprived of just to name some names. um, You mentioned the, the, the uh, tour policy board guys, the playing uh, members that are in here's who's not in. Will Zalatoris is not playing in in this event. Gary Woodland isn't playing in this event. uh, The 2019 U.S. Open champion uh daniel berger former champion at this very event not playing in in this event all those guys are guys that might have been interesting as you know
2: additions to the
1: to the roster but you know
2: what i mean listen we got rory we got scotty we got the group we got justin thomas we're seeing spieth for the first time since kapalua as much of a as much of a crew as they've got, they're bringing the whole posse. So <laughs> if this bringing... isn't enough for you, then that tells you you really want this live PGA Tour deal done because it'll never be enough. If this is isn't enough at Pebble, it, it's never going to be enough. The only thing this week that we really got to take into account, my brother, there is a bomb cyclone I've headed to the this. West Coast. Yes, and it is gonna mess with this golf tournament. It is going to mess with it in a bigger way than I think any of us imagine because those greens are definitely small. Those greens are POA. The course is short. It is not a bomber's course. It's going to be a course manager's uh, uh, situation. But when you have winds that could be in the 40 miles an hour and temperatures that are not getting out of the mid to low 50s and could for the guys in the early rounds be in the 40s, with sideways rain, kind of all bets are off because they're going to have furrier greens to compensate for the wind. And even though it's pebble and spyglass, which is going to be pretty fun, that we're going to get to see a little more spyglass, uh, even if for only one round, we're going to get three rounds of pebbles and we're not going to get Bill Murray uh, on the weekend. Uh, You know, this is this has the potential to be Chaotic yet again. I am terrified to bet this. And that's the message that I have for the birdie buddies. You better feel really good about your plays this week. And you better think about this weather because that's going to be the story. Not clear to me that they're going to be able to get this whole thing in. You beat me to
1: the punch. That's exactly the question I was going to ask. Like, how does the arrival of the weather, the timing of it, what's the overlay of that to getting this tournament completed?
2: Yeah, we might have a day on Saturday. Where where you've got some space, but coming into Sunday, I mean, you're going to have rain Thursday and Friday. Coming into Sunday, you're looking at a steady wind of 25 miles an hour. You got rain all damn day, and it's going to go into Monday where the wind is still going to be blowing. And they're going to and look, you can't you can't if you can't finish on Monday, you're going to have a three day finish. Whoever's standing there on Saturday is going to win. Now maybe it won't be that extreme, but boy. When you look and listen to some of the forecasts right now, you may have a three-day champion who heads to Arizona. I mean, at this time of the year, it would be a
1: bummer. It's going to be a bummer to miss out on Pebble in kind of all its glory. Like, the the visuals today are are fantastic. The yes. weather's beautiful. We're going to be deprived of that. Uh, and all of the AMs are going to be on Thursday and Friday. Right. So that will just be you know catching him on Golf Channel in the evening. The celebrities, the so-called celebrities, I guess. Um, Tom Brady's that's,
2: playing. That's fine. <laughs> well, who's going to see him? Like, well, that's that's going to be the question, isn't it? I yeah. look. I don't mind the three-day finish in a no-cut event. That, I feel uh, the same way. Of all the outcomes, you know what it is. That's probably it's, the best. It's, it's called fifty-four. <laughs> it's called live, <laughs> and that's what we're looking at this <laughs> no weekend. Cuts. 54 yeah. holes. Let's go. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know that with the weather the way that it's going to be and with the Poa Greens that we're, and, and that they've probably adjusted for the wind that this is going to necessarily be as much of a barometer for how all the best players in the world are stacking up at the moment. And if this atmospheric river keeps funneling moisture into California and it looks like the next one is going to come to Southern California, you gotta hope that that clears out before Riviera the week after the Super Bowl, or else the first, the 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 second and third, you know, signature events are going to be swimming contests.
1: Wow, I didn't, I I wasn't even doing the math on that. Now that's, that's serious because that's Tiger, uh, right? And, and and it's not just Tiger event; it's not just him out there glad handing. He intends to play golf, so yeah. Yeah. We're gonna root for for nice things from the weather gods. Let's talk about um some players at, at this event with all of the caveats that you just outlined for the weather situation. This is the shortest golf uh uh course this is um by driving distance the shortest that the play the guys hit because they don't use driver on this golf course right um and there are uh the smallest greens on tour uh at this venue. Right.
2: Well, look, there are some sucker bets lined up for me this week. You gotta decide who you're gonna bet. I mean, Colin Morikawa just missed the cut at Tory and missed it pretty badly. Uh and he's sitting there at minus one twenty for a top twenty in a field of eighty guys. Bo Hosler has moved way up the board because he's had pretty decent success at this course, relatively high finishes over uh, over the last two 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 years. You know, he he a T6 at Farmers last weekend was his sixth top 15 in 11 starts, and he's gone third in T11 in his last two starts at Pebble. So I, I see it. He also was the one guy last week who finished... In the top ten, who seemed to really have his both his approach game and his putter game in place outside of Pavon. he was ninth in approach and eleventh in putting, which suggests maybe Poe is comfortable for him. So you're gonna see you're gonna see that that bet. Look, I know it's family, but I just got to say this: house Ricky Fowler and Mark Hubbard are both plus three sixty to top twenty. Okay, I, I don't know who, which one you want to pick. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to pick one of them. Yes, Hubbard was first on approach last week. Struggled on the poa. Ricky's just been struggling at the start of the season. It's hard to imagine that that's going to continue. But again, you know, with with the wind, all bets are off. They let Mav McNeely into this thing. He's plus four hundred to top twenty. Now, I I get that last week was was sketchy, but man, this is a guy with a with a track record there. At those numbers, you may want to lay some some juice. And then here's Grayson Murray. Who played his way into this event? And he's plus 550 to top 20 in a field of 80 guys that includes Peter Malnati, that includes Webb Simpson, that includes a bunch of guys who have not played up to their potential. You just got to remember the size of this field and say, who's got a decently hot hand who might be able to persevere and log a top 20. So th- those are all guys that look interesting to me. In terms of the top of the leaderboard, other than that house, I'm looking at the Europeans, aren't you? I want to yes. see Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yes. I mean, yes. you are always game on the weather to go after the Euros, aren't you? I mean, obviously,
1: yes. And this guy um, is the chalkiest cho- of chalk, but remember... Victor Hovland won the USM at this uh, venue Mm. and you know, he hasn't seemed very interested in coming out and, and you know, uh, on fire at the beginning of this season, but he, if he wants to like channel and I don't think he's, he's going to be that uh, bothered by the weather. It's just what, what he wants to do. Um, our boy Jay Ray put out some stats, uh, there are more than 150 players with at least 10 rounds at Pebble and Spyglass over the last 10 years. The best scoring averages, Jordan Spieth is first. Denny McCarthy is second on this list. Justin Rose, no surprise, because he won last year. We see him up high on here. Justin Rose played well in the U.S. Open 2019. Jason Day, uh, Mav McNeely, There you, you, go. You, you mentioned it, and then. Cantlay, who I can't, I guess Cantlay was was on that leaderboard for a minute in 2019 as well. Ron Close at PGA splits 101. Jordan Spieth had a quote uh, Pebble Beach, a dart throwing contest to see who can make the most putts. So Ron runs analysis, strokes gain approach on small greens combined with strokes gain. Poa putting Homa is first, Hovland is second. JT is on this list. Russell Henley scores very well on this. Denny McCarthy, no surprise. Uh, If I see Denny McCarthy on a couple lists like that, that means that I'm going to put a top 20 uh, little flyer on him. Justin Rose, shot. Yeah, Justin
2: Rose. I mean, Justin Rose is plus 260 for a top 20, and you don't get that that often. It just feels like the conditions will benefit him. By the way, you know who else is plus 260 is Kevin Yu, who played very very well at Tory well, last week?
1: Yeah, I, let's just keep riding the U hot hand. Our yeah. guy scares uh, me a
2: little bit, given how many guys are in this field and.
1: Well, this is all going to be a crapshoot based on who gets what draw and what the weather does. Yeah. and you know what time of day they're playing and all kinds of stuff. Like, it's, yeah, you, you it's you all wanna, variants. Don't make big. Save your money for some of the silly NFL props. Saying.
2: This is what we're saying. Yeah. As you get closer, watch the draws whoever's got the better conditions with Pebble probably will come out of the 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 first two days ahead of the game cuz Pebble's going to score further under par so whenever the conditions lay down if they do in those first two days it'll be the guys on Pebble who probably benefit the most but man this 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 is scary to me this this week
1: <laughs> uh our guy Pat Mayo likes Nick Taylor who always plays well here i mean obviously he he won but he's got you know Top twenties uh other two seasons and um was playing well in the uh uh he was about to make the cut at Amex and then and then didn't, but um showed some approach game at Sony and then Benny On, who is a short course master. Um some some reasons to think that uh he could be in the right kind of shape for this golf
2: tournament, Nate Dog. Any other names appealing to you? No, I mean the names for me are just. Just be be careful this week. This one's going to be again. This is a swim meet with some grass and a few golf golf clubs, and uh, I, it feels like uh, the perseverance. Look, I, if you if you put a gun to head and ask me who's going to win, I just love the way Justin Thomas is playing, and I okay. think I How really think that? JT is going to win, and he's going to win soon. Uh, and I think he, I think Amex was just a warm-up. but he watched the the young Alabama kid win. If he, if he didn't already have all the motivation he needs, he's ready to come out and do it. So that, that, that would be my, my bet. But, uh, again, I want 10
1: bucks on Dunlap, his first pro event. This is it. He's making his debut on tour at the swim meet. Uh, Dun, Dunlap top 20 for Dunlap.
2: That's my parting shot. Venture in at your own risk. I mean, I you know. He's been boozing it up in Alabama for two weeks. He's and? been he, he, I I think golf has not been priority number one. He had to make a hard decision. He's saying goodbye to all his friends. You know, he just had the win. There's probably a little let's temp down and tamper the expectations for Dunlap. All right, that's fine.
1: Top twenty. That's all I'm gonna say. Fair enough. Um we will try and do better next week. to steal a line from our good friends at pardon the interruption actually it's we we did perfectly fine it's just impossible to forecast this week um because of the weather variants but nate dog we are back next week we will have pebble beach in our rearview mirror and then we are looking at uh what do they call this golf circus in phoenix what do you mean? The, waste the greatest show on turf. What do they call it? I, Don't they I, have some some silly name like that for it?
2: The People's Open is what they call it. The People's Open. There we go. The People's yeah. Open. It's two hundred fifty thousand people. Yes, I will be there. I guess Nance is going to be calling it from Vegas. At least on Sunday,
1: he called uh, the the you know yeah. he
2: participated
1: a little bit in the broadcasts of the farmers from where was he in Baltimore.
2: Right. So he'll, I guess he'll do it in, uh, he'll do it. But Phoenix is Phoenix is fun. I'm, I'm excited about that one. It may be the only real golf tournament we have for a couple of weeks. If this weather keeps hitting California.
1: <laughs> well, it's good for, for the, all of our, our fellow Americans in California who've been living in drought conditions for the last 20 years. So on balance, what's good for the earth. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with let's go watch some quality golf because there's nothing else on television. My birdie buddies, my eel enthusiasts, my par, saving pals best of luck be careful out there with your card this week maybe say hold on a little bankroll save it for the next event that's not being played in a deluge we're back next week we can't wait uh if you're living in a portion of the country where you can throw a peg in the ground do that and please let's hit them straight out there